0: Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. I'm your host Ben James, and I'm joined out here in Nice, albeit virtually, by the Daily Mail's Alex Bywater. Um, we'll explain the reasons why in a little bit. Alex, how are you doing? Yeah, fine. Yeah,
1: we're we're into, into the tournament now. We were speaking today about the fact that once the games are underway, and it was a long wait for Wales's first game, wasn't it? That the action sort of comes thick and fast now. So we've. I think we're on to our third location now, isn't it? Um, and with the second game with Portugal to come. So, um, yeah, it's really exciting.
0: And the weather's still good as well. Indeed it is. <laughs> it is. It was raining a little bit earlier, actually, which was quite surprising. Um, obviously, Wales have named their team to face Portugal um, today. But what are your thoughts on the team? As, as expected, lots of changes. I think 13 from the side that beat Fiji. Um, I guess no massive surprises in there, other than maybe just the amount of changes. Yeah, I think
1: it was inevitable that there was going to be changes. Um, And in the press conference yesterday, before the team was announced, Jonathan Thomas, the assistant coach, basically said that that was exactly what was going to happen. It didn't take a brain surgeon to predict that, really. But I am a little bit surprised that it's 13. I thought it may be around... Nine or ten. Um, we'll find out more from, from Warren Gatland in the morning at, at the press conference. But I just wonder whether how brutally physical, physical and testing the Fiji game was may have perhaps altered certain planning. I mean, clearly, there were always going to be lots of changes for Portugal, but I just wonder whether the the fact that, you know, some sort of like guys like Nick Tompkins in the centre had an incredibly physical game, didn't he? You know, yeah. So maybe someone like him, maybe someone like him who may well have been involved in it this weekend is, have, is having a rest. And we saw a training the other day, the likes of Dan Bigger and Liam Williams training on their own. So, you know, while Wales don't have any injuries, which is fantastic after the game like that, it, it's clearly had an impact on the team. But I think the beauty of the way they're, the fixture list is structured for Wales, is that they can now rest up the the, the main guys ahead of the Australia game.
0: Yeah, I mean, without sort of disrespect in Portugal, if ever you wanted the, the six day turnaround to be ahead of any game, it, it would have been this one, wouldn't it? Especially given just how brutal it was in Bordeaux and, you know, the, the, the number of tackles Wales made. Absolutely. I think.
1: The way the fixture list is for Wales is is really kind. We can say that even more now, given that they've won the first game. If they'd lost, we'd probably be saying, "Oh, Australia's looming on the horizon," and Portugal's a bit of a banana skin. But you know, I I don't think really there should be any problems for Wales this weekend. They should win with a bonus point. Obviously, they'll want to score plenty of tries and have a good, coherent performance. But it will, you know, they should go to. Ten points from two games and a perfect start. And then I think that will set them up really, really nicely for the Australia game. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens this weekend with Australia Fiji as well. That's that promises to be a hell of a game, I think.
0: Yeah, and in a way, that's almost a more important game than the one Wales are actually playing in because you know we could know yeah, by Sunday it... night if if Wales are effectively in the quarterfinals.
1: Yeah, well, it was interesting that we were having the conversation today about what do you think Wales would prefer? And I think they would probably prefer Fiji to give Australia a right battering but Australia <laughs> to win. If you think about it, because if if Wales go from two from two and Australia go from two for two, they're, both teams are probably in the box seat to qualify. And that would be disappointing for Fiji, but it would probably leave Wales... Pretty much close to qualifying, regardless of what happens against Australia. On the on the presumption, of course, that they beat Georgia.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, even even with the sort of the five points that Wales picked up, the fact that Fiji got two just does mean that they're you know they're, they're, they're no means out of contention yet. So, uh, Sunday is mm. going to be fascinating. Um, go- going back to the sort of the Wales team to face Portugal, I mean, there's there's probably a chance for some players to maybe play their way into that that matchday squad against Australia um, Gareth Anscombe's getting his first minute since I mean I can't even think when his last game of professional rugby actually was but it, you know it's certainly the back end of last season mm, it's been a while hasn't it yeah
1: and, and I think it's it's really pleasing for him obviously all that he's been through in terms of his injury missing the last World Cup everything that he's had to, um, to go through to, to even be back playing rugby I think we shouldn't we shouldn't sort of downplay the the feat that he's achieved just to be back playing professional rugby, let alone playing in a World Cup. So I think it's fantastic to see him back out there this, this weekend. Um, I think Thomas Williams could put pressure on Gareth Davis uh, with a decent performance. Yeah, there's definitely a few guys. It's going to be really interesting. Obviously, the, the two players that have kept their places are Luis Rizamit and Talupe T- 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 Falatau. Uh, and I think it's the right decision to play Falatow to get some some minutes into him um, ahead of Australia.
0: And, and then the other thing I think is sort of you look at the front row, Nicky Smith wasn't involved against Fiji. He starts, that sort of gives him a chance to lay down a marker for the, the Australia game. But interestingly, Henry Thomas uh, isn't involved. I think he's the only member of the mm. the 33-man squad not to be involved in the first two games I mean given the fact that sort of Gatlin plucked him from France and, you know, no one really knew that he was even eligible for Wales before this, and it just felt like such a left field move for Gatlin to do that you you felt he already made his mind up beforehand about it. It's quite surprising mm. that he's not featured so far, isn't it? It is. We don't know if he's got an injury
1: we don't think so he was training he was at training um here in Nice at the start of the week in the the only open session that we've we've had so far that we've gone along to was the media um and yeah i think it it is a little bit surprising especially you know when he made his debut for wales in the summer off the bench against england i thought he had a really big impact at, at scrum time there um, as wales won that game in cardiff and i thought that would be plenty for you know for for him to impress Warren Gatland but who knows maybe he's maybe he's thinking maybe Warren's thinking that you know he could uh, target target him for the Australia game but i think Thomas Francis went really well against Fiji um at scrum time and then when when the two starting props came off the wheels fell off a little bit so i think Thomas Francis is definitely in the frame as as number one starter on the tight head but like you say, I think it is a real surprise that we haven't seen Henry Thomas yet.
0: Is it? I mean, if if he is fit, is it a bit risky to be not featuring him in this match and then potentially sort of throwing him in to the game against the Wallabies in a World Cup?
1: Mm, possibly, but I think the players are so fit; they've trained for so long together throughout the summer that their conditioning and their knowledge of you know the game plan, etc., should be up to up to scratch and while we're sort of questioning rightly to a degree whether Thomas will have been involved I think one of the things that Wales and Warren Gatland have done for so long and been so good at is you know plan out how these tournaments are gonna are gonna work and it it wouldn't surprise me that Gatland would have earmarked certain players for certain games long a long time ago and obviously if you think about it Wales have got Georgia to come a fierce and scrummaging side and perhaps Thomas would start against them. So we'll have to wait and see for that. But it is surprising we haven't seen him so far, but I'm sure it's all part of Gatland's plan.
0: Absolutely. I mentioned that we were recording remotely despite being in the same uh, city. Part of that goes back to the opening weekend of the tournament where I had a little accident um, post-match after the Fiji game. Uh, so I'm currently resting, uh, a slightly battered and bruised um, ankle, which is why which is why I've not really made much of walking around Nice. Um, I mean, it was a I was accused of being miserable on our post match pod on Monday morning. Um, that's that's part of the reason why. But w- what was your reflections on? I mean, first of all, the game against Fiji as a whole, and just just the opening weekend. I think the game in itself was the best of the
1: opening weekend. It was absolutely fantastic to watch unless you were a journalist writing a (laughs) deadline match report against, you know, against some pretty uh, stringent deadlines. So that was certainly interesting from a from a media perspective. But I think for anyone, you know, even Wales fans whose heart would have been in their mouths, I'm sure, and they'd have been having some (laughs) pretty nervous moments, I think everyone could re- could see and realise what just what a fantastic game of rugby it was. Um, the opening weekend, on the whole, I think there were some good games and there some bad games. Scotland and Scotland and South Africa was a bit of a um, bit of a slugfest, wasn't it? But I, I thought I actually still really enjoyed the opening game between France and New Zealand. I've seen some people say it didn't hit the heights they were expecting, but I still really enjoyed that. And in a in a very different kind of way, the England Argentina game was for me, was still enthralling. It wasn't, you know, f- brilliant, free-flowing rugby. Um, But in a different kind of way, I thought it was brilliant. So we've had a great World Cup so far. I think if we're summing up, not just obviously Wales, but if we're summing up the tournament so far, it's a real shame we've been talking about stuff like refereeing decisions and children singing anthems when the quality of the rugby on the whole has been... um on the whole, I think has been excellent. So it's a shame that that's kind of maybe been, been been detracted from a little bit.
0: Yeah, it does. It does feel like rugby has a knack of shooting itself in the foot, doesn't it? Times like this. The other thing is, um, I'm seeing a lot is sort of copyright strikes on social media. People trying to share clips and stuff. And I think, I think Alex Lowe from the Times had his Twitter account suspended for for, for sharing clips. I, think I didn't did, know yeah. that. I think he's back now, but I think he had a temporarily suspended. Which you know, if one of the sort of oh the, dear, oh dear, <laughs> if one of the leading rugby journalists covering the tournament ends up getting their Twitter account suspended for for sharing clips of the tournament, that's that's not exactly a a, a great sign. Um, no. Yeah, you, you mentioned England there. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a result that has ramifications for Wales because that likely means that well if wales lose to australia but they get through as as sort of uh, runners up then they they're probably going to play england um
1: yeah yeah well england should win their pool now shouldn't they if, yeah. realistically um they well, they've they got japan here in nice the day after wales play portugal they should win that game then they play chile they're going to win that game and then even if they were to lose to samoa which is feasible you know, you'd imagine that they would be in the box seat to qualify. So, I would be surprised if England win, don't win the group now. And then, like you say, it depends if Wales finish first or second. But um, it's really tempting, isn't it, to look <laughs> after the first round of matches to go. Oh well, you know, this is how the quarterfinals are probably going to look now. And you know, we could do that to the cows come home. But I think there'll definitely be a couple more upsets that will make us doubt certain things between. Between now and the end of the pool stages, maybe, maybe, maybe Fiji Australia will be one. I mean, if Fiji play as they did against Wales, I mean, I really think they they can beat Australia, but it's just whether they can back it up.
0: I mean, yeah, that that's that's the big thing. I think I think there were signs in the Australia game that were sort of typical Eddie Jones traits, um, which Fiji might be able to sort of prey on. You know, it was a sort of against the game they played against the All Blacks and they did it again a little bit against Georgia where they started really fast, came out of the traps really well, but then didn't really sort of back it up in that middle sort of part of the match. I think basically Georgia almost threw away the comeback with that intercept um, just as they were getting well, that back was a into big it. moment. that was, that was a big huge. moment,
1: wasn't it? If they'd gone on and scored then, and then obviously um Ash release pass went went to an Australian hand and then they went straight up the other end. So that was, you know, a big swing in the game. Um, But Fiji will definitely be looking at Australia. So they've obviously got what Fiji, sorry, Fiji have got Australia, Georgia and Portugal to come. If I was in their camp after the way they played against Wales, I'd be saying, well, there's no reason why we can't win all three of those games.
0: Yeah. And I mean, having Portugal last is quite a nice... Sort of place to be in because if you if it does come down to bonus points or points difference, which it feasibly could, I mean, yeah, be with, running <laughs> them, for for you a while. know, without without sort of um putting Portugal down as whipping boys of the pool, like, you know, F- Fiji would enjoy playing them last uh, in, in that sense. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. We've had a few more days to reflect on on the the performance against Fiji itself, it felt hard to really sort of know what to make of it in the aftermath just because of how close Wales came to lose in that. But what are your thoughts on the performance as a whole? I guess, you know, for 60 minutes, it, it was perhaps as good a performance as we've seen from Wales in a long time. 100% I think they had
1: control. They started the game really well. Their scrum and line out on the whole went pretty well. Uh, The way they built the score in the third quarter was seriously impressive, in my opinion. That's kind of maybe been forgotten a little bit because it all went up in smoke in the last 10 minutes. And, you know, clearly that can't be ignored and it hasn't been ignored. I think, you know, Warren Gatland in the team announcement press release today said they've had a thorough review of the game. I'm sure that was uh, particularly interesting and there'll be a lot of learnings taken from that. But the game was so crazy and so entertaining and the ending was so dramatic that maybe it has been forgotten a little bit how good Wales were for, for for long periods in the match. And yes, they struggled in the last 10 minutes. And yes, they were hanging on. And yes, they nearly lost or could well have lost if certain other things had happened. But it is an 80-minute game. And for maybe about... What sixty minutes of that? I think they think you'd say they played very well. So I think they're going to take so much confidence from that. The young players that were at their first World Cup for them to come through that sort of experience is, is going to be massive, I think. And as I said, they can they can they can now go into this game where they're going to get five points against Portugal, and then there'll be ten from ten, and it's a perfect start. So then all eyes go down onto the Australia game, and hopefully the the key figures will be rested up. For that for
0: that one, absolutely. Uh, hopefully, they will. Hopefully, I'll be rested up and we'll be able to venture out uh into Nice <laughs> later on uh, in the week. Alex, it's been a pleasure having you on the pod, um, albeit virtually. Um, and yeah, we, we look forward to uh, a game against Portugal on the weekend. And uh, for all the latest news and updates from that match, you can, of course, catch it on Wales Online.